0: typically good welfare leads to happy animals and happier animals are more productive so there is a there is a financial benefit to it as well and um you know in that animals that are happier tend to eat better tend to grow quicker um so therefore from an investment point of view producers find that um, you know investments in animal welfare do improve the um, you know the efficiency of the growth of the animals as well so i think there's, a, there's a, both the emotional side in terms of you know, everybody wanting to see animals happy and but also there's the commercial side in terms of better return on investment.
1: Hello and welcome to RSPCA Australia's Humane Food Podcast Series. My name is Brian Daly and today I'm talking with James Whitaker, Head of Quality and Responsible Sourcing for Coles Group Australia. Welcome to the podcast, James.
0: Thank you, Brian. It's great to be able to speak to you today.
1: Now, James, you started your career in Europe heading up tesco's meat business in the uk Ireland, then over to the us so you've been responsible for production and sourcing on a, a very large scale can you tell us a bit about well firstly what drew you to the industry and also then the importance of improving animal welfare at such scale and and some of the challenges around that that you may have come across
0: I started working out um, of really for Europe's largest beef processor, and that was in the late 90s. And uh, you may recall that was prior to uh, the BSE crisis where the UK lost its beef export ban. And I was, uh, I was working for the largest beef processor at the time. And that was when I was studying for my master's degree. And um, it was a really interesting time. It was before, um, obviously, animal welfare was really um, considered as something that was a core part of most of the meat businesses and the retail businesses. Mm. And I think, um, obviously, sort of um, during the BSE crisis itself, when that hit in the late 90s, um, you know I think that and obviously the UK lost its beef export license. Um, that really drove home from a customer point of view the importance of traceability and also of animal welfare. And at the time I was working for um, the company as the, the first full-time animal welfare officer in the UK. And, uh, and you know, I've seen a lot of changes since then because I think um, it's really, really interesting and great to see that uh, companies have embraced animal welfare as a core part of how they do business.
1: So you're, you were there at the initial part of this movement?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, and, and I think, um, you know it's something which is becoming increasingly important to customers, but also to shareholders and investors as well. So, um, And it just makes good business sense to have a good focus on animal welfare.
1: So you'd, you had a lot of learnings from around the world to bring to the role. You started at Coles seven years ago?
0: That's correct, yeah, just approaching seven years in November.
1: So what are the sorts of changes you've brought from your experience overseas to Coles?
0: Well, I think, um, I mean, one of the reasons I joined Coles, I joined uh, back in 2012. And um, when I first came, I was working at the time in the US, working actually for a startup business over there, which was, again, very focused on animal welfare, Mm -hmm. um, on more broadly around sustainability. And then when I came down to Coles, I think one of the things that excited me and uh, kind of drew me down here was just that the um, the level of change that Coles was facing at the time, it was, uh, it was under the West Farmers acquisition. And, um, you know, it was really a turnaround time. And Coles had done a lot already with regard to things like, um, you know, the No Added Hormones Beef program and a few other programs as well. But when I came down and interviewed with Coles, there was a real desire and will, if you like, to look to develop the programs further, and uh, and I think that was what excited me and uh, and got me first interested in coming down and joining Coles, and it's great that uh, that desire um, continues, and in fact even as recently as last week. Um, Coles has uh, had an investor day where it launched its new company purpose and that, that is to sustainably feed all Australians to help them lead healthier, happier lives. And I think the key thing for me there, which continues to get me excited about working with Coles, is that sustainability sits at the very heart of the purpose now and obviously health as well. So, um, so yeah, that, that's definitely something which, uh, which excites me and, and helps me come to work in the mornings.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, as you say, animal welfare would sit in that sustainability because it, you would be seeing a, a change in customer sentiment that, that wants to know where its food is sourced from and that that food is sustainable, not only in, from an environmental point of view, but also from an animal welfare point of view.
0: I mean, sustainability is, is a really interesting term, and I, I often say that, um, you know, the term sustainability can mean lots of different things to different um, organisations and people, because yes. really the definition of sustainability is to continue to do something. Mm. And, um, you know, one of the things that, um, that Coles has done is uh, is really you know define sustainability around animal welfare around the environment but also around health nutrition and product safety and those are all areas which uh, i get involved with as part of my day job at Coles.
1: so you're able to apply your own ethics in your day-to-day work
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think um, we're really proud of um, some of our initiatives. Obviously, the the no added hormones, cage free um, for our eggs. Um, You know, obviously, RSPCA has played a very, very important role with us around our chicken and turkey and more recently with our pork. Mm. Um, And I think you look at all of the different, um, particularly the meat species, but also the sustainable seafood program we have. Yes. Um, we've been able to make um, huge industry-changing um, or launch industry-changing initiatives across all of these different species. And it, it's a great feeling to come to work and to be able to do such a positive impact um, for the lives of people and animals.
1: And so it was important for you to choose to work with RSPCA and, you know, work in with the standards that they have set for higher welfare production?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, we, um, I mean, the RSPCA, have, uh, we've had a really close relationship with the RSPCA and um they've been really supportive and we've worked very closely on developing a lot of the standards particularly with our um chicken standard our turkey standards and as i said the uh, the rspca pork standard we we continue to talk to them about how we can develop more Um, in fact we had a a session last week talking about potential other areas and other uh, um you know that we can focus on together
1: and uh, speaking of the the pork range coles is the only national supplier of rspca approved pork
0: that's correct yeah and and we started out with um at the coles pork production standard mm-hmm. which is really our South store free pork as we've called it and that and that, that we applied in 2014, and we apply that to all of our fresh pork. But obviously, um, the RSPCA approved pork that came in later, initially, in from Western Australia, because that's where the, the pigs are reared. But um, you know, we've we've worked with our producers to be able to grow that production of the pigs to a point at which we can now supply that nationally, which is um, so that that now becomes our premium offer, and that's really a fantastic quality product.
1: And what are the the higher welfare pork products you offer at Coles?
0: Um, so there's a whole range of different products and um, you know we try and whenever we we produce any product particularly when we're working in partnership with um, producers we try and make sure that we can utilize the whole animal and mm. um, so we've de- we've developed a whole range of products everything from mints to whole muscle cuts which uh, which allows us to be able to offer a really strong range to customers
1: and again that comes back to the sustainability side of things i'd imagine
0: yeah and i, and I think that's uh, you know we we have a lot of partnerships across lots of different um, species with our suppliers because that's really the only way that we're able to offer these points of difference. And it's really important when we're developing these ranges and developing these standards that we are able to utilise as much of the, the animal and the product as possible. Because uh, ultimately, you know, particularly when you're demanding a premium and you're, you're, you're adding value to these products, you really want to make sure that you're optimising the use of it. And um, so therefore, you know, we call it balancing the carcass, so selling as much of the animal as possible.
1: And uh, you mentioned the the farms in Western Australia I was lucky enough to go over and visit a couple of years ago yeah. and it's a very impressive operation. I guess that would have uh, presented some challenges in supplying that product nationally?
0: Yeah and I mean obviously there's the um, there's the production of the animals themselves and um, you know our, our suppliers over there have done a phenomenal job in terms of being able to scale up and I think the key thing there is obviously scaling up um, to a volume but also making sure that the standards are not compromised and I mean animal welfare is such an important part of that program and of all of our programs programs and our suppliers have done a phenomenal job in terms of scaling that up and then obviously you've then got the 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 processing and the further processing and distribution challenges and I think um, you know compared to um, to the UK particularly uh, and to a certain extent the US as well having a national supply chain can be quite challenging in Australia given the distances that are sometimes involved so obviously a key component of that for us was making sure that we we're able to set up the sub, to the supply chains to be able to distribute those products nationally, given the fairly limited shelf life to maintain the quality. Um, and obviously, the teams worked really, really hard to develop that, and um, and it's been a success. The product is growing, custom, getting really positive feedback from customers.
1: So they've they've really got on board with the free range RSPCA approved pork line.
0: Yeah, and and we're seeing great growth in that area, and um, and we continue to see customers trading up.
1: So, James, what are, what are the specific things that the pigs get up to under the RSPCA-approved farming scheme that they wouldn't necessarily be able to do in a conventional farming situation?
0: Well, I mean, having been over there, you'll have seen the pigs themselves. And um, these pigs are outside, which means that they, um, they have access to paddocks and they're able to wander and explore the paddocks. They're also able to forage and to to root and to explore. And obviously, you know, they're coming across various insects and lots of other wildlife, which they find interesting. They're able to um, wallow in the mud and able to roll and lie down. And I think... uh, you know, obviously pigs that uh, often if you see happy pigs, they're obviously rolling around in the mud and they, they really enjoy that. And um, But I think just the, uh, you know, the environmental enrichment um, you know, the fact that they're able to just be outside. Salesways and piglets um, need to have access to individual straw huts um, to provide them with somewhere warm and safe for the piglets. One of the things for me is um, you've really just got to go and, you know walk the paddocks and, and see how the, the, the pigs are and, you know, when you see the pigs running and and just kind of playing um you know and just enjoying the environment that's really rewarding to see and uh, and also i think when you talk to the producers just uh, just seeing the passion they have for making sure those animals are being treated well um is a really really important point point. and um you know obviously stockmanship is a key focus area um along with some of the some of the other elements that the standards require and um, so I just think, and there's some great videos up on the RSPCA's website showing um, showing some images of those of the pigs being reared. Hmm. And, uh, you yeah, know, I just think it's it's one of the great things about, about my job and, you know, the team and I both enjoy um, when you go and visit producers and are able to see the animals leading healthy, happy
1: lives. So there's no sow stalls, there's no teeth clipping, there's no uh, tail clipping, all that sort of thing going on.
0: There. E- exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, it, and that's been a really big focus point for us and uh, I mean for us it comes back to the five freedoms um, because uh, the sort of you know those five freedoms so freedom from hunger and thirst, freedom from discomfort, freedom from pain injury and disease, freedom to express their natural behaviour and freedom from fear and distress and that really forms the basis for all of our animal welfare programmes and it continues to be a focus for us moving forward And, uh, and a really important point to Coles.
1: So you're saying that uh, customers are upscaling to the higher welfare product. Do they recognise the RSPCA symbol? Is that important to Coles?
0: Yeah, I mean, we obviously work with a number of um, certification and NGO bodies across the different species. But one of the things we find is, particularly the RSPCA, given their relationship with the general public through through the the pet shelters, a lot of customers will see and recognise the RSPCA logo and that's been really powerful for us. And we survey between 25 to 30,000 customers a week just to find out how they, you know, perceive their shopping experience and our products and our ranges. And um, and we often do deep dive insights studies with customers as well. And um, and I think it's really really great to see that um, customers' recognition of RSPCA logos when it's on a particular product is really really high. And and that's something that we continue to uh, to investigate to see how we can continue to work. With the RSPCA on, on broadening the range of products that uh, that carry that logo.
1: You were saying you currently have the pork products but also the chicken products and
0: so there's um there's ba- there's basically chicken turkey and pork they're the three species that we we have that carry the rspca logo but we are definitely looking to see how we can increase that yeah. i mean we, we've developed programs across all of our different products um and obviously cage free eggs um, you know we were one of the first retailers to go in australia with our cage free eggs which was in 2012 and that's in our own brand and um, and we've committed to being completely free of all caged eggs as a supermarket by 2023. And we're working very hard to achieve that. And there's lots of other areas as well that we're focusing on. I mean, our grass-fed beef programme was introduced in 2017. That's under the Graze brand. And all of our different welfare initiatives are sport- supported by something called the Coles Farm programme. Mm. And what that is, that's a, a tool that we use, an app, that a lot of producers will download and that allows us to communicate with those producers, but it also allows us to gather data. So, for example, in our graze program, we know that um, the grazed beef producers have planted over 3 million trees. And, um, you know, that's really, really important and great information. And we continue to develop the farm program, and particularly areas around antibiotics is a big focus for us. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, antibiotics is, uh, is one of those areas which we don't want to be completely antibiotic-free because, you know, it's important from a welfare point of view that animals are treated when they're sick um, the same way that we would treat our children when they become sick with antibiotics. Yes. But what we do want to do is make sure that where antibiotics are being used, they're, they're used in the right way. Yes. Um, and that those antibiotics don't have an impact in terms of human health. And so the farm program really, you know, that forms a foundation tool for us that allows us to continue to develop these programs across all of our species, including pork.
1: And that's part of your commitment to support Australian farmers, but there's still pork products that come in from overseas. So how do consumers know they're getting the fresh Australian produce? Well,
0: the Australian Made logo is something which is very easy to identify and I think um, you know that's that's obviously been through some changes recently as well, and that now we've got the um, the bar the bar chart that shows the percentage Australian. Mm. Um, that can be a little confusing at times, particularly where you've got other ingredients such as seasonings and spices that may be coming in from um, overseas, and so sometimes consumers may see that it's only ninety percent Australian on say a like a pork sausage product or something like that. But I think um, you know one of the other things as well is that um, biosecurity laws in australia I mean that um that we can't bring in any fresh pork so um so it's really only cooked um, and further processed pork that can be brought in so therefore um all of our fresh pork is um uh, is 100 australian and it's something i mean we know it's something we do customer insights on we do customer testing and um, australian and supporting australian farmers is something really really important to our customers um, and to our business as well and so it's something we continue to focus on
1: it's great to hear so much of this is being led by customers like your or your survey uh, seems to lead you to this uh, idea that we have to deliver what what they're looking for and more is that the sort of approach you take
0: absolutely um, i mean carls is a business um, you know we put the customer at the heart of everything we do um, you know we serve over 20 million customers a week and um, so it's really, really important that um, that we continue to understand what it is the customers looking for, and make sure we support that. And um, and you know our customers overwhelmingly tell us that Australian is important, and um, and we we we. Also, focus very much on our suppliers as well because you know, without great suppliers and great partnerships, um, we wouldn't be able to serve our customers with the products we do. And um, things like our Nurture Fund, for example, which is a 50 million dollar fund where suppliers can apply for grants. Um, and a lot of those grants go into agriculture and go, um, you know, the investment goes into um, um, areas which do improve the welfare of animals.
1: And your suppliers you, you're speaking about there, and your farmers, you were saying before. You love their enthusiasm and their, their passion for it. Do, do you see a, an increase when the, they see the animals are, are having a better life, are, are living freer or are expressing their own natural behaviours?
0: absolutely and I I think um, you know one of the great things about my job is that I get to meet with so many um, you know different suppliers and whether it's going out and visiting um, salmon farms or whether it's visiting poultry farms or beef or pork farms I think the common thing is I mean at the end of the day we all have families and um, you know we all care about animal welfare and so I think there's a personal element to it but also as well there's there's a real business need to do this and um, you know Typically, good welfare leads to happy animals and happier animals are more productive. So there is a there is a financial benefit to it as well. And, um, you know, in that animals that are happier tend to eat better, tend to grow quicker. Um, so therefore, from an investment point of view, producers find that, um, you know, investments in animal welfare do improve the, um, you know, the efficiency of the growth of the animals as well. So I think there's, a, there's a, both the emotional side in terms of you know, everybody wanting to see animals happy, and but also there's the commercial side in terms of better return on investment.
1: Well, it's a great message to say that these these things go hand in hand.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really, really important. And, uh, uh, and that helps us also with the communication from a customer point of view.
1: Now, you've been at the forefront, as you said, in the push for improving animal welfare on scale over the years. And you've played an important role in that change. And what do you see the future looking like for animal welfare in the the retail and supermarket space?
0: Well, I think there's a couple of things there. I mean, first of all, science plays an important part in this. And, um, you know, I think... Anthropomorphism, we have to be very careful that we don't imply human emotions onto animals. And um, so, therefore, applying science and working with um, universities to understand what are the best outcomes from an animal welfare point of view are really important and validating a lot of the work that we do. Mm. But, secondly, I think, you know, as we continue to develop animal welfare programs and our, our focus around animal welfare, It continues to drive change within the industry, which, um, again, supported by science, really underpins the focus going forward. And it's definitely within all of our meat species. We don't stand still. Continuous improvement is a big focus for us. So we continue. I mean, you take our no added hormone program in our beef. We've had that in place since 2011. But we continue to evolve the programs using global science to really try and change and evolve the programs to continue to drive animal welfare
1: outcomes. And similarly with the RSPCA approved scheme, they're always looking to evolve the scheme as it goes on. Is, is that something you work closely with the RSPCA on?
0: We meet several times a year with the RSPCA. And um, you know, so as well as the science, is also looking globally in terms of you know what what uh, different industries around the world are doing, and uh, you know, everything from housing conditions for for chickens and for pigs through to technology and how we how we can use technology. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of information. The digital age um, is obviously allowing us to monitor the health and well-being of animals a lot more, particularly through their conditions. So you know, we continue to look globally using the science to really look to see how we can develop and improve the standards. And then the key thing there is working with industry to make sure that we are moving forward and we continue to invest in the right way to develop the animal welfare. But also, I mean, those things also then, have, as I said before, have an impact in terms of cost of production. You know, So it's about becoming more efficient and uh, uh, and, and looking at that global best practice.
1: So the fundamentals stay the same, but the advancement in the science technology Makes the improving animal welfare a little easier.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also about focusing on the right things as well. And um, you know, I mean, within Australia, we have some very specific challenges. And um, and uh, you know, you look at the um, the RSPCA approved out, um, outdoor pork or free range pork over in Western Australia, and things like sunburn on the pigs is a real point that has to be managed because yeah. uh, you know you get those very hot sunny days. And, uh, you know, the first thought is you think, oh, well, it's going to be great for the pigs to be outdoors. But actually, things like sunburn are something that we really need to manage. So it's about making sure that we f- do focus on the right things, but also make sure that what we think our, our positive animal welfare outcomes actually are. So and also providing the right facilities for those animals.
1: Yes, those, those pigs really like to get uh, digging down in the dirt over there and uh, rolling in the mud. And
0: <laughs> absolutely. That. Yeah. And it's great to see as well.
1: It is lovely, and it's a lovely country. So it's great to hear that it's all keeping it sustainable, and the the pigs are happy, and the uh, the farmers are really enthused by what they're doing over there. It's um. It's a really great story.
0: You know, I think one of the things that, um, you know, it, it is a shame that we can't take all of our customers out to see these, these livestock production systems, you know, so it's great through things like this podcast. And, uh, and we're starting to do a lot more media as well. Um, you know, we've recently done our sustainable seafood ad. Uh, we've had Curtis out on a boat. Mm. And we've got a lot more of that coming, particularly through our new core purpose around where sustainability sits at the very heart of what we do as a business.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a really exciting time for you, and the future uh, is looking good for not only yourself and Coles, but also for animal welfare in Australia.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and no, I think it's uh, it's definitely a key focus point. And um, you know, and I think um, utilising technology and you know, really being able to keep customers informed about uh, you know about what we're doing and about how we're moving things forward is a key point.
1: Thanks, James. Well, it's been great talking to you and hearing about all the experience you've had in the industry and the improvements you've seen in animal welfare over the years and how customers are embracing a whole range of higher welfare products including your free range rspca approved pork you're offering at coles so thanks again for being with us today james
0: you're very welcome thank you for your time
1: we've been talking today with james whittaker head of quality and responsible sourcing at coles group and thank you for listening. If you would like any more information on the RSPCA Approved Farming Scheme, visit rspcaapproved.org.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast series at the RSPCA Australia website, rspca.org.au, or all the usual podcast suspects. I'm Brian Daly, and I look forward to your company next time on the RSPCA Australia Humane Food Podcast.